0: Welcome to Blaze Pod. It's Wednesday, the thirty-first of January. My name is Ben, and on the line is Andrew. How are you, mate?
1: I'm all right, mate. Oh,
0: all right. <laughs> Does that sound convincing? <laughs> no, not really, to be honest. <laughs> um, I think we might be getting relegated. You know? You reckon? Yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, I mean, do, do you know what? Like, I don't. I've, I've come to this with absolutely no, no. It's nothing. Um, I don't know what to say anymore. I don't really... <laughs> Do you know, chaffing that way and uh, Blaze Ramble put out videos pretty much... Fair play. I don't know what they're saying because I don't know what else there is to say anymore. I really, really don't know what else there is to say anymore. It's the same old, you know, we're not good enough. And it is as simple as that. We're, we're... Some amazing stats that I read yesterday. One is since Wilder came in, uh, we're bottom of the form table, mm. um, which is a massive caveat to thats that. I'm not blaming Wilder for that, but... It just goes to show how bad this team is, I think, um, that even, you know, we've got a new manager and we're still bottom. Uh, we've got less points now than we did in the COVID season, which blew my mind. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, that's a State big stage. yikes, isn't it? That, I, that blew my mind. We didn't win that season until about a week ago. <laughs> <laughs> so, and we've also got less points now than Derby did in their infamous 11-point season. Um, so Wow,
0: really? Yeah, 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 yeah. So they yeah. they just got their eleventh point
1: then. They got their eleventh point, uh, and they did, and they lost the rest of them. So we are literally on course for the worst season in the history of top five football. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's not great. So well, while we're doing numbers, uh, so I, I'm I think I said this. We talked about it briefly about um, Swindon's 100 goal season, as in 100 mm-hmm. goals conceded. Um, <clears throat> that obviously being the record for goals conceded. That was over. A 42-game season. So average that out. It worked out 2.38 goals conceded per game. We're currently conceding 2.45. So mm. there's a very good chance that we will be the worst defense in Premier League history uh, in terms yeah. of goals per game. I'm not ruling out as conceding 100, mate, even with fewer games. No. we're oh. We're on pace oh, no. for 93. So we're just a few hammerings away from... Getting up there into three figures,
1: and to be honest, yesterday we played one of the worst sides in the league. I know Ezzy and uh, Elise are are great players and stuff, but realistically, they could have probably had four or five. I think you know. I I don't think that would have been out of the question. Um, And we obviously conceded five in the cup the week before. uh, You know, well Saturday. Hmm. I I think it's going to be a bit of a bit of a. We'll have to a bit of a turnaround to not concede hundred really.
0: Yeah, the other fun stat is uh, we've been ahead for 122 minutes this season out of uh, a possible 1980. That is 6.2 percent of the time we have been watching Sheffield United winning a game of football. Obviously, we're ahead for about I don't know 17 minutes or so last night. Um, That's not good. I think the second lowest is about 15 or 16 percent. So yeah, we're absolutely miles behind every other team. Basically, fun.
1: I don't I don't like I say, I don't really know what else to say. I think it's just a it's just a simple case of we've got a squad of players with nowhere near the level uh required. Um and I think we've seen that again last night where we score we're scoring two goals a game at the moment, pretty much every week, you know, since Wilder's come in. Um well, Luton, we've got two. Man City can write that off. We've got two against West Ham, we've got two against Brighton, we've got two against Palace, and out of all those games, we've got one point and yeah, got out of the lo- cup. lost the rest, haven't we? And lost, lost the rest. That yeah. is absolutely a bit. You should never be scoring two goals in a game, four games in a row outside of the City game, and not winning the game. That, it's outrageous. And no, it's not just the defense. The defense is awful, absolutely awful for this level. But. The, the midfield, I mean, last night again, I, I thought Hamer, I mean, people slagging Sousa off. I thought he were actually our best midfielder, Sousa, hmm. without being fantastic. I thought, Hamer, hey, again, where is he? What, he's just anonymous in the in the middle of the park. Slomane, didn't even know we're on. Um, yeah. Same as the Villa game, until t- t- they went off, didn't know we're on. Um, and, yeah, I, I just... I, I don't know where you start. I don't know where you start. I think those sort of early, wilder positivity um, positive sort of performances and we're still better than we were under bottom, but nowhere near enough Um, nowhere near enough to to be getting points in this league and we've just lost away to a team on an awful run one of the worst sides in the league I I don't I don't see where we win an away game
0: yeah well that's that is I I had like a particular interest I guess in this Palace game because I thought this was our last chance saloon to win an away game this season um, what, what sort of percentage chance do you think that we that we win an away game for the rest of the season?
1: I think the best chance we've got is at the end of the season where we're playing, I don't know who we've got, but let's say we're playing Brentford away <clears throat> with four games to go and they're safe and we're down. Maybe that, something like that. I think the percentage chance is about 7%, uh, something like that.
0: Even lower than me then, I guess. I, I, I think there, there's probably a chance that we catch a team... That just does not give a damn at all towards the end of the mm. season. But I worry that the talent gap is so much that yeah. it won't really matter. Like a team. We team... saw it
1: last night, didn't
0: we?
1: Yeah. <clears throat> Palace of rubbish, really, in the Premier League standards. And mm. because they've got two players who are really good and probably should be playing at a higher level than them, they won the game. And every team's got that, apart from us you know, Burnley and Luton, but we've already lost 5-0 at Burnley. <laughs> yeah. And Luton are better than us. Like, Luton have, you know, shown obviously that they're, they're, they're far better as a team than us. So, I, I don't know where it comes from.
0: Yeah. I certainly think it's more likely than not that we don't win an away game. Um, yeah. For the rest of the season, which is uh, a great shame. Let's put it like that. Um, just
1: um... fair play, by the way, on that. Sorry, just before you move on. Um, all the people who went to Palace and have been going, because I've not been to an away game for a while now, to be honest, um, for various reasons, one of them being, it's just depressing. Yes. <laughs> um, but, you know, the people who went to Palace last night and stuff, and the people who go every week, I can't, honestly can't, I know Wilder mentioned them last night, but, I, I don't think it gets mentioned enough on, on people who do stuff like we do, um, like podcasts and YouTube channels and stuff, because, they are keeping everything going at the moment, in, in terms of the club, and making us not a total embarrassment off the pitch, even if we are, a, we are on one, on the pitch. Hmm.
0: Yeah, and no, I'm, I'm glad that we're well. Certainly, last night, for example, as an away performance, at least we, you know, had a little bit of a go. Scored two mm. goals. Um, you know, could have got a third late on as well when we at the bar. But yeah, it's, uh, it's it's it is a hell of an effort, especially with all like train strikes and stuff like yeah, that. Exactly. At yeah, exactly. Palace and uh, Palace is not not the greatest place to go anyway, to be honest. As an as an away trip, in my experience, so yeah, huge credit to uh, everyone that's. Still plugging away at those away games. Um, we're going to jump about a bit here because, um, as you said, no notes. We've got two games to talk about. It's also uh, transfer deadline day, so we can Aye. sort of <clears throat> round off the window as well and obviously look ahead to Villa on Saturday. Um, so I just want to jump back to that Brighton game in the Cup, which uh, has been slightly soured by the fact that Luton beat Brighton 4 0 last night. <laughs> In a yeah. game that Brighton were presumably Luton
1: are ruining this season even more, if I like the top ten moments of this season, I think Luton might actually squeeze in it just purely because it's the it's the go to isn't it. It's just like you know, yeah, we're rubbish. We're not spent any money. Can't expect us to compete. Then you have a little glance at the team. And it's like, what? How are Luton doing this? Like,
0: yeah. Well, we knew I mean? we knew that before the start of the season. We yeah. knew that was going to happen. Like, yeah, I'm, I think we didn't. We have it in our when we were doing our bold predictions, and we decided it wasn't bold enough to say that. Luton would be the best of the three promoted teams, so we didn't actually. Well,
1: I don't know about the best of the three. But we, we both thought they finish above us because they were, they were they were they had a plan. You know, mm-hmm. I think Luton are a, a, a sort of lesser version of us under Wilder the first season, where mm-hmm. everyone knows the roles, they've got a job. That's not, a, by the way, that's not a disrespect to them. us under Wilder. Were, were unbelievable that season, mm-hmm. um, and they're just doing basically the same sort of thing. They've not spent much or anything, but they're outworking teams. They're clearly um, outthinking teams and people can't break them down and, and they cause havoc with the, you know, the way that they play. And it's easy, I think, to say, why aren't we doing that? Well, I think a big reason why we're not doing that is because we ripped the, the spine of the team up before the season started, for whatever reason that might be. Yeah, and then we brought players in four or five games into the season. It's almost impossible to. I said it said it at the start of the season. It's almost impossible to build a team on the go in the Premier League, and that's what we've tried to do, and that's why we're going down.
0: Yep, yep, yep. Um, this Brighton game, uh, fun game. I enjoyed it. Um, mm. it's, it's certainly the first time I've seen my team lose five two. I think I don't. I don't think I've ever seen. Oh yeah. Before. Uh, I have seen United win five two away um, at Charlton. Charlton, and, yeah, 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 under Kevin Blackwell. This was a weird game. This, this could have been. This is one of those like classic that could have been any scoreline type games. If mm. we'd won this game four two, I don't think that would have. I don't think that would have been any more of a shocking result than Brighton yeah. winning five two. It could have been any combination, and yet, yeah. and yet at the same time, Brighton was so clearly better than us. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. for some reason, we well not for some reason, but somehow we kept creating really good chances against them, and obviously scored two goals. Could have had another, maybe if we didn't concede a couple of penalties. You know, this game's a bit closer. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a a very entertaining game that we were pretty unlucky to lose five two. I mean, I can't say that Brighton didn't deserve to win because I think that would be lying. But you know, we had a I think we had more shots than them, more shots on target um i believe the xg was slightly higher for us as well we we just didn't take our chances and they have far better attacking players than um than we can whistle up i suppose yeah um the line up
1: let's hope we don't see that again
0: <laughs> there's that and there's also why are we seeing this line up anyway a mm. um, little bit annoyed about, it, more annoyed about it in hindsight. I suppose it obviously looks even worse now that we, you know, if we prioritise that Palace game and then uh, lost it anyway. But yeah, picking a midfield of Norwood and Osborne against extremely mobile, extremely well coached, extremely technical Brighton was not going to be a recipe for success. And it was, it was kind of funny at times, like. Mm. I know Hamer had a bad game against Palace, but I thought it was really good against Brighton. But I just felt so sorry for him. Like Yeah, it's like, on his r- own. yeah, it's How- like right, Gustavo, we need you to basically play the role of three midfielders because these two lads are kind of just gonna stand about pointing and maybe occasionally closing someone down. Yeah. I, I didn't I didn't get that. Um No McBurney, you know, up front, I just yeah, I don't know. I, I thought I don't, think we, I don't think we took this game as seriously as I wanted us to. Would you agree with that?
1: Yeah, yeah, completely. And I think, I mean, Wilder must must. Whether he sold us today. He must have thought we had a chance of staying up because I don't understand why you wouldn't put your best team out for that. And look, we might have so lost. I think the difference, like, for instance, we talk about Luton. Luton two tune up in three minutes, were it? <laughs> we could have been tuning up before Brighton got going as cells. Mm. I think Wilder said in his post-match interview that, they do give chances up. I, you know, they've conceded six goals themselves in the last two games. They do give chances up. I think I, it's a couple of people asked me, like, what were it like? And I said, "It were actually a good game. I said, mm-hmm. like, a fair score, genuinely, might have been, like, 6-5 to them. <laughs> and I'm not, like, exaggerating. Asula missed a fantastic chance, you know, when it were nil nil. Bogle obviously missed that great chance. Trusty's about three yards out with an header. Um McAtee at the bar. We, we could have had five or six goals really easily on another day. But... Once again, it's the old defensive frailties in it that came back to, and that's the difference. I think we could have had three or four goals and still lost, which is yeah. incredible. It's, it's just not, just not acceptable as a, you know, as a as a as a Premier League club to, to be conceding the amount of goals that that, that we are, and and again, defensively we were atrocious.
0: Yeah, uh, Buonanotte, Wangs in a, a beauty for about twenty-five yards, but that comes from just running off our midfield um and you know ducking inside Norwood and just finding the top corner uh and then we give away a really soft penalty as well which yeah. i don't know what's like just, oh, I'm a fan just keep your hands to yourself you and, were awful I know, I know he's I know he's not the one that actually concedes this penalty but no, it's, no. it's him doing that that leads to Bogle having to do it as well and uh yeah he, he wasn't good again was he No, I
1: think against Palace, he wasn't good as well.
0: Um, I've seen people
1: say, you know, he don't want to be here, sell him and stuff. I don't think it's anything to do with that, because I don't think Wilder would have made him captain. But I don't know if the glandular fever's took it out of him or if he's just not as good as we all think. Um, Yeah, he's been really, really, really bad. I think Trusty's really struggled as well Mm. uh, of late. Um, I saw uh, Ingrid Nick's video yesterday, actually, and he said that he expects Trusty to be the best defender in the Championship. Next season, I can't. I'm just, I'm just not seeing. I'm not saying he's wrong. I hope he's right. Obviously, I'm just not seeing it. I think at the moment he's, he's massively, massively struggling with the, the step up. He, he's poor with the ball. You know, when he's when he's ball at his feet when he's got the ball, and I think he's getting turned so easy. And I think, he, I mean, what would they're all struggling. But I'm looking mm-hmm. at people who've like spent money on who we might see as like assets, and you know the the big two in defense Arnell and Allen and Trusty have both been really poor.
0: Yeah. I'm not seeing him with Trusty yet. And I, <clears throat> this isn't writing him off because Jack Robinson, no, was, far from it. Jack yeah. Robinson was appalling for two seasons and yeah. is now, you know, probably for the last two years, has probably been our most consistent defender, I'd say, mm-hmm. um, including this season, obviously. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, Trusty seems to have inherited the Egan triangle head as well. I mean, he, <laughs> uh, he missed a, a free header in, uh, God knows what the score was. it was probably 4-2 at this point, but free header from a corner, just put it absolutely miles over. And as you say, he's... It's not great with the ball at his feet either. I'm, I'm not seeing it yet. Like he no. doesn't look much more than an average centre back, like average Championship centre back for me. I mean, to be
1: fair, yesterday played out at what well, you class out position at left back uh, in the in the first half. But I don't know. I just think, uh, I just think again, it's a, as it stands, and things can improve in two years' time. I've said this from the start of the season. We might be looking back and saying, you know what, that window were actually brilliant. We got Souza. Trust a hey man and look how good they are now. That could easily happen. Look at mm. someone like Paul Cooch, you know what I mean? It looks a terrible sign, and then he's a cult hero. Um but right now, in terms of this season, we have spent almost every single penny that we've had really badly in terms of trying to, you know, survive this season.
0: Yes. Um you mentioned Anel as captain and I, I did just have a note to talk about this, because I, I don't I don't really care about captaincy, as I think I've brought up on here many times. Like no. you know. But seeing as we were having conversations about Egan having the armband and him not being like, you know, captain material or whatever, and Nell being captain, this is this is just plain weird, right?
1: I don't. I think it were Four Blades might have said that was it a, a while they're trying to get him to stay, or was it a you know trying to give him faith, you know, giving more confidence or whatever? And that's the only reason I can see it. But then again, you look at the team. Uh, we're not really a team of captains. Who else should you give it to? McBurner, he's not, he's never fit. Um, there's only Jack Robinson, really, that I can think of who, who you give it to. But yeah, it is odd.
0: Yeah, I just, I don't know, I, I don't get it. It was obviously, uh, we never really dug into this, and I, I don't have a great desire to. But it was obviously very weirdly timed, where he, he neglected to wear the um, rainbow yeah. laces armband after being made captain. You mm. know, during the whole sort of. Uh, Rainbow Lace's month or, or campaign anyway um, and then yeah it, there's nothing about him there's no redeeming features as a captain is there I mean I just I just find it weird I think he's really struggling you know he's playing some of his worst football for us if you like um, mm. yeah as you say it, it, his attitude just seems a bit off at the minute I mean he got booked I terms. don't know if that's
1: yeah I'd look at, I'm really loathe to say this because I think it's the easiest thing you can aim at a footballer is he don't care yeah, I don't to...
0: mean like that. It just—it just, it just yeah. doesn't look quite locked in. You know, he's getting booked for moaning to the referee and things like this, and it just doesn't—it just doesn't look very locked in to me.
1: No, no, no I agree. There's it, something it's almost like a body language of like, "Ugh, mm. here we go again." You know, mm. but it's easy to say that. I don't know, but they're all struggling. They're all struggling because they're playing against players one miles better. Than them.
0: Yeah, <laughs> no, that's true. Um, yeah, so Brighton, this this got this brilliant goal, and they go two 0 up as well. A person we haven't mentioned yet is, uh, and uh, to be honest, I don't actually know how to pronounce his name yet, Ivo Gribich? Uh, Gribich,
1: Gribich. I, I don't know why you're asking me, Ben. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I
0: thought maybe you would have heard his name uttered by someone professional. Well,
1: yesterday uh, when I, listened to I was at the commentary, because I like a bit of foreign commentary, because I had a couple of streams going, I genuinely thought they were saying
0: Goebbels at one point. I was like, oh, no. I'm
1: not yeah. sure about this. Like, But yeah, but it's something of like, j- 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 I don't know, whatever it's. We'll, go, a, we'll
0: go with Gribich for now. We'll
1: call him Ivo. Ivo. Uh, Please. Uh,
0: so we invest money in a goalkeeper from uh, Atletico Madrid, the the backup goalkeeper at Atletico Madrid, who's um, Atletico Madrid, excuse me, who's not played very much at all because he's been a backup goalkeeper, which I guess sets the Robin Olsen alarm bells ringing. Um, yeah. But he, he's uh, Robin Olsen actually played more than Grivich. Um, but this is this is seen as like a long term solution. This is yeah. the first time we've spent money on a goalkeeper since Ramsdale and. Yeah. I think only one of you know. I think the time before that would have been um, uh, Simon Moore, right? I mean, I, I know yeah,
1: we, not, we're Adam Davis on, was, on, yeah, yeah, it was like a pay, like
0: real money though, like yeah, that, yeah, was, yeah, that yeah. was just like a buyout his contract type thing, wasn't yeah. it? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've invested in this, you know, we've 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 seen an opportunity to bring in someone who isn't out of contract, like our other three goalkeepers, and uh, and brought him in. So as a as a signing, I like the idea of that. I I just have serious doubts that we have any real knowledge about this guy at all. Like, are we really scouting Atletico? How are we scouting Atletico Madrid's backup? Like, am I being stupid here? Like, well, he's not playing. Is this particular. guy is this guy really on our radar, or were we were just like, well, somebody says he's good. You know, there's someone like that we have a connection with says he's good, and or he plays for Atletico, so he must be good.
1: I don't know because. You know, he's got a good pedigree. Croatia's backup, Atletico Madrid backup. You think? Mm. But you, you imagine a football club surely is doing more more due diligence than that? Um, he's not played this season at all uh, for Atletico Madrid. Obviously, got the view from um, and his last club where we were at, where he played regularly, it were awful. So I don't think we could have scouted him for that and thought, oh yeah, he's good. I don't know. It is an odd one. It is an odd one. This he's, I didn't. It's out of the Wilder remit as well, so I mean, we must have scouted him. There must be, you know, we're not just going to say,
0: "Oh, we'll just buy him." But, I'm sure there's some scouting, but I, I yeah, don't know. this doesn't feel like someone that's been on our radar for years, for example. And I think also the the timing of it is a bit weird into, or rather, the the uh, fallout from it, if you like, um, mm-hmm. suggests mm-hmm. it's quite a quick decision as well because mm. Fodringham is immediately requested to go out on loan um with the arrival of Gribic and um you know the 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 displacement of him as number 1 so that suggests that either we you know made this decision quite recently to bring in a new keeper or yeah. we just didn't really keep Wes in the loop on it which you can I don't know you can debate whether that's something you should do or whether you, it doesn't really matter but yeah. I don't know it it just seems a it seems a bit of a and I don't mean this to criticize the signing but I just I just have I just have doubts that we were really. This is a player we've targeted for a long period of time, and like we truly believe this guy is the answer for the next few years. Yeah, I, I, I might just be being cynical. In fact, I, I probably am. Obviously, I can't answer that. I
1: hope. I hope that you're wrong. <laughs> I mm. hope that you know this is something we've had his eyes on for three or four seasons or something, but. I don't know. And I'm not going to criticise him for the first two games. He's obviously had a terrible start um, in terms of goals conceded. But, yeah, I don't know. The way we've gone about you know, signings as a club throughout the summer, I, I, I absolutely share your cynicism of you know, how we've come to conclude that this, this, is, the, this is the guy for us long term. And I don't know, if Wes wants to go out, are we going to bring another goalkeeper at the end of the season? Wes is obviously going to leave at the end of the season, now you'd have thought. So we're gonna have to bring another goalkeeper in you know, because you know, Davis is out of contract as well. I don't know. Is he gonna be I, I really, really don't know. It just it does seem a bit haphazard, but I'm I'm low you know, I don't wanna I don't wanna criticise something that I don't don't know about if you yeah, know what fair
0: me. enough. Oh, he didn't cost much money, like two and no, two did. and a half million or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Um yeah, as you say, pedigree's great. These his first two games could not have gone worse for him, I don't think. And I, I mean I mean almost like I feel bad for him like it's not his fault yeah yeah yeah. we we have conceded eight out of ten shots on target um since uh since this including this brighton game and i think actually it's probably eight out of nine because it'd gone off by the time um wes made a save last night so no yeah yeah, 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 he, yeah. he's basically yeah. he's saved one shot and conceded uh eight others mm. um Sorry, excuse me. Seven others, uh because yeah, Weds was in goal, which is, and none of them were really his fault, right? Like they. I, I feel sorry for him that he's coming to a club
1: in one and a half games. He's conceded seven goals and nearly got knocked out. Yeah, good <laughs> course. you know it's not the ideal sort of welcome to welcome to the Premier League. Yeah. I imagine he's rusty. I'm not going to put any judgment on him whatsoever. I think people. I think it's because he's a new goalie. People are looking into things that. Are probably not there. He's like, oh, it looks a bit static. Went you know, the wrong looked, way
0: from a penalty.
1: Went the wrong way for that. So, someone in the bogs at United uh, on Saturday going, keeper weren't very good on pen. Like, it's like, just got sent wrong way. What do you want? You <laughs> know what I mean? <clears throat> and like I say, he's probably rusted their new league. Terrible defence in front of him. I'm not yeah. going to judge him whatsoever. He's probably on the the majority of this season. We saw Ramsdale, where he's a, you know, an England goalkeeper, play awfully for us in front of a really bad defence last time. Um, but yeah, I do feel sorry for him because I think the only one that you can really have a, a complaint about is the the fifth one.
0: Yeah, against, I forgot to um, mention that. The well goal, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's the only one. The rest of them, I, I think, if, if you know, you I don't know. Every, we, we all like the, I think Phil wrote this for Four Blades. Uh, every, you, we seem to think every goal is the keeper's fault. <laughs> mm-hmm. and we did this under Wes as well and, and even Ramsdale before him. That every goal that went ooh, could he have done better? You know I mean? Not mm. Superman. Um, but, yeah, it's just a wait and see. I feel sorry for him because he's coming into a terrible team and he's going to concede lots of goals. So yeah, yes, going to see know. how he's, you know, mental strength and what have you. Yeah.
0: Uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, so it's seven. Yeah, seven goals conceded by him already. Four absolute screamers, I think it's fair to say, mm-hmm. or yep. yeah, certainly from t- from long range, twenty-five yards, two mm. penalties, and then yeah, that Welbeck one. I, I've seen. Nothing that makes me think I can give any kind of judgment on what kind of goalkeeper Gribbage is at this point because he's just not really had a chance at all. No, Um, no. Yeah. Uh, Hopefully. I was kind of curious to see how he was with the ball at his feet. Like, you know, if if that was going to be transformative for us, having a a keeper who actually could ping it about a bit. I mean, I I think I said this to you. I know know this is an extreme example because it's Man City, but... It is also Man City's backup. I watched them against Spurs in the cup and um, it's Ortega in it, their backup goalkeeper. And he's yeah. like it's he's like a better passer than any of our midfielders and it's like yeah. it's just so transformative just having a guy that can just just ping it to anyone inside their half rather than like, Oh my god, I've got the ball quick, like hoof it into the stands. Well, I'll tell um, you
1: what, seeing as we're like we're not every every shot is going in anyway, it's just in goal. He's got
0: like, <laughs> on him, I, so. <laughs> yeah. You could say we've been a little bit unlucky to concede seven, uh, eight goals in these two games. As I say, eight out of ten shots going in is yeah. usually not sustainable. But Four um, screamers, as you say, as well. Four outside the area or just inside for one of them, I think. Yeah, but, yeah. And a couple of penalties. Um, yeah. So, anyway, we go 2-0 down against Brighton. Um, Pedro sticks away the penalty. We're and, atrocious uh, at this point, by the way. You know, for, that, yeah. for that, I don't
1: know, 20th minute to 40th minute, I think that was as bad as anything we saw under Ekingbottom. I mean, it was very much like an Bottom performance where we just could not get the ball off them. Um, but to be fair, we we came back into it and obviously got those two goals.
0: Yeah, b- bizarrely got back into it. I think there eight minutes of injury time and um, I don't know, just keep going, roll straight into the second half. We probably would have been like 5-2 up ourselves after <laughs> another yeah. 20 minutes. Um, Asula yeah. does well, Tam- times his run perfectly, puts in a good ball and uh, Hamer slams it into the net. And then, uh, nice bit of build-up play by us where um, Hamer slips it out to Bogle. He puts in a good cross, and Asula heads it into the net for two all. Now, no other drama whatsoever around either of those two goals. You know, I don't. No, think it's... I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to
1: talk about this. It's just. It was. So, I was so annoyed. We don't get many good moments. We haven't had many good moments this season. It's a bad season. And those two moments, getting back into the game against Brighton and the Cup, and we, they were robbed, we, you know, we got robbed of it because of the five-minute VAR check or whatever it was for both of them.
0: Unbelievable. I um, I mean, we'd already had the, the farcically late offside flags, um, are, yeah, which actually led me to not even stand up when Hamer put it in the neck. So I was like, well, this yeah, is... Same. Yeah. Uh, the, the linesman will now put his flag up and this will be disallowed, so what's even the point in celebrating? Um so yeah, they had a really long check for that. And then the, the second one, the Asula goal. I mean, having seen it again, this you know, they're drawing lines for it, but it's like the line is the six yard box. Like there's a line right there. Yeah. You can see. My I um, was watching it on my I showed you the text actually, effing and blind. <laughs> like,
1: as as the VAR check were going on, it's going, it's effing on side. Even I can F-ing see. <laughs> yeah. Why are they still checking it? And it, it is obvious, it's so obvious on side. Why did it take so long?
0: I've no idea. I mean, we played. We had eight minutes injury time. I think the ball was probably only in play for like four of them, if that. Like maybe three. Abs-
1: oh, I don't want to go on about that. There's bigger things for us to worry about, I and mean, we're only going to have what 18 more games of it, or whatever it is. But I oh, just, just get rid, just get rid of it. I want to celebrate a goal. Yeah. I don't want to be. I'm watching a. Oh, go on. We need my new play. Uh, Newport, Newport. Newport. And they scored a goal, and it were not. And I thought, oh, it could be a var. Oh no, there's no var. Get yeah. in. Do you know what I mean? It's just like it was brilliant.
0: Yeah, I think I was more angry after the Isula goal than happy. Like you know, when it finally was. Yeah, given same. I was just, I was just righteous thinking, indignation.
1: You've robbed us again. What, what, oh, someone so made a point about this, I and mean, lots of people made the same point. But it is true. You can get away with VAR uh, in, in sports like tennis because not every single point normally matters to that much. Mo- football so low-scoring, and the reason those goal moments are so good, and what makes football is amazing, amazing, is because one goal can absolutely change everything. One goal, and mm. that that excitement that that gives you as a fan, and it's just been taken away. You haven't. St- Oh, it's just four minutes of, like, sort of, oh, is it a goal? Oh, oh yeah, it is. We. Oh,
0: oh, oh, I didn't want to go on about this. Today, but... <laughs> <laughs> I think we had to mention it, though, right? Yeah, um, we, did. we did. I think it's Webster, like, this this is interesting. He, he shoves Asula. He's trying to shove Asula into an offside position mm. Mm. just before Asula jumps for the header. I wonder what they would have done if Asula yeah. had been offside. Like, would it, Surely they would have. They would have had to have given a penalty, surely. Yeah, like, you'd have thought so because he has changed, he's interfered,
1: has not he, with you know what what's happening in the game. So yeah, I think he'd have had to give a penalty. So, yeah, yeah.
0: Very, uh, very cynical by Webster, but uh, fortunately, he wasn't able to shove Asula offside. Um, and Asula finishes, and he's he loves the FA Cup, doesn't he? Obviously, he scored two at, um, at Gillingham. He's got a couple for Derby, I think, in the FA Cup last season. Yeah. This is his first, um, his first goal at Bramall Lane for the for the I season. They we were really so. good, actually. So. I mean.
1: Not in the... He's not the finished article. And I put a tweet out which I disagreed with immediately.
0: (laughs) It's always (laughs) a good good strategy.
1: Yeah, Saturday night where I think I responded to Riley does the analytics stuff and I said, Asula should be making the mistakes he makes because obviously he had a great chance. You know, he's cleaned through and he just sort of took too long to get his shot off. And I said, he should be making those mistakes in the championship. And someone did respond Probably the best time to make the mistakes is in this season, which don't matter. Yeah, that's a fair <laughs> which, point. Which is fair. I think, yeah, that's, that's absolutely fair enough to be, you know, to be honest. And he's got some right talent. Like I say, I feel a bit sorry for him that he is. He's another one playing at a level above where he is at right now. And I would, I think, it have done his confidence world a world of good scoring ten goals in the championship this season. But there's little things from him which I think are really exciting, and he is one of the the hopes I think for for next season.
0: Yeah, I'd kind of like to keep him around now. Where obviously it's obviously his deadline day right now. Yeah, I won't, I won't be upset if he goes out on loan, but I, you know, he's, he's in the team, isn't he? He's not. He's not playing out of desperation. He is actually it's getting like proper a, Archer, a I'd
1: say, at the moment in he Wilders. Is, yeah. In Wilders, uh, if you look at the teams in the last like three games, whether that's because Archer's not going to be here next season, I don't know. But mm. I think now, you know, everyone's sort of realized. Well, not realized. Everyone knows that we're down now. It might be worth playing him. It might be worth playing him um, so he can get that that like, first Premier League goal or whatever off his off his back, his first league goal, and um, because he is a real talent. I think it doesn't it's not necessarily to say that he's going to you know be a Premier League player or anything, but it's got all the attributes there, other than finishing. I think to be a real, real exciting talent.
0: Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Archer's a. I don't <laughs> know if we talked about this at the time when we signed, but. We are heading to the sort of nightmare scenario with Archer where he, he kind of... I'm not saying he will do this, but it, it might be in his interest to sort of just protect himself physically for the yeah, next three yeah. or four months, knowing he's going back to Villa and then probably going out on loan somewhere else to, you know, I don't know, another newly promoted team or maybe back to the Championship or something like that. Yeah,
1: and it's another sign that's not worth this season and that, that's not... I, I have massive sympathy with Archer because... He's a poacher, he's a you know, he's a goal scorer and we don't create any chance. Well we didn't until Wilder came. Hmm. And I thought he had two or three really good games when Wilder first came in. And I do think he's a player who will probably be back in the Premier League in a couple of seasons at least. Um but it's just not what we needed, is it? I don't think as a as a team we are not gonna really create that much and it's just another signing that's not worked out. He's got what three goals. Uh, it's not, and like I say, caveats to that is that we that we're not creating any chances. I'm certainly not blaming Archer for that, but yeah. And now we're we're, we're going to end the season with a with a kid who's not going to be here um, the season after. And do you play him to get more points on the board, or you think right Asula's here, even Bruce is here. You know, do we play those two? Mm.
0: Yes. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it, it, I don't know. I find it interesting. He's kind of dropped out the team. Obviously, he played against Brighton, but this was. Uh, clearly Wilder sort of second choice 11, if you like. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just It's on my radar, I guess, because I, I do think he is still very good, Archer, and as you yeah, said, he, will, he, he was season, playing really well.
1: He'd be brilliant next season if we could keep him. You know, I, I think, anyway, I think he'd be a really good asset for his next season, but at the same time, we can't afford to carry that 20 million burden around of wherever he's going to be.
0: Yeah, probably not. So we, we go in at half-time 2-all. Um, referee getting all kinds of hammer in this game, which I actually think he probably deserved it It was all and the the official uh, assistance as well it was not a good officiating performance at all um but he does give a pretty clear penalty on Jaden bogle for the second time in the game four minutes into the second half so yeah united uh hand the game to brighton quite literally um Mm. i I, by you know as this game went on i was kind of almost rooting for bogle to give away another penalty like I, i wonder if that's ever happened before a player give away three penalties in a game like it would have yeah. to become known as, you know, doing a bogle or something like that, I think, wouldn't it? So,
1: yeah, doing a bogle, uh, yeah. I
0: it's almost really, wanted... Really
1: boggled it. Yeah.
0: him <laughs> it works, works quite well in that regard, actually. Um, <laughs> yeah, he had a good game bogle, apart from giving away two penalties, which is not helpful. And um, I didn't, I didn't realise this, but apparently João Pedro is, like, the greatest penalty taker of all time. So, oh, is he? Yeah, that's what people were saying afterwards. I think he's got like
1: a... Our keeper should have saved them both, apparently. (laughs) I think he's got
0: a near flawless record, but he he sends uh, Gribbic the wrong way again, and that's 3-2. And then we we had a... I actually thought we had equalised, a really good counter-attack that Bogle gets on the end of, and his shot deflects, and it goes just past the post. Um, But then 67 minutes, Xiao Pedro. We give it... God's sake. You know, talk about a recurring theme of this week. Too much space on the edge of the area. They just mm. picks out the bottom corner. That's four two. I still sort of felt like we could score four goals. Beside, yeah, I, I, mean... th-
1: I said, I think I said it to you. I thought, I thought we we're going to lose four three. I thought that that would be the score. But and again, we could have, we, we should have at least had three. Um, because mm. obviously Mcatee in the bar and then Trusty's square header that went wide. We should have, we should have, should have scored more than two goals in that game.
0: Yeah, we brought on uh, variously McBurney, Sousa, Larouche. Uh is kind of a, a a little bit of a weird one straight back into the team after not playing for a month or however long it is, yeah. you know, this his trip to the African uh, Cup of Nations. Andre Brooks comes on as well. Um, but, yeah, they, they get a 97th-minute goal when uh, Welbeck, who I, I don't know if he actually does, but it feels like he scores against us all the time. He uh, powers yeah. one in from the angle that Gribich kind of just parries <laughs> up into the net. Um, and then, yeah, McAtee hits the bar, uh Just just after that, um, I I hope when we play Brighton again in a few weeks, we have a plan for how to stop them just knocking the ball around effortlessly. And I allow for the fact that they are clearly very talented and clearly clearly very well coached. I mean, there was a there was a point in the second half where I think we like had a set piece or put a cross in or something, and one of their centre backs like. He headed it backwards in their box. He wasn't heading it back to the goalkeeper. He headed it down for another of their players because he he didn't want to clear it. He wanted mm. to start an attack inside his own penalty area, and that's exactly what they did. And- it's difficult
1: with Brighton because they are excellent at, at that. You know, breaking the press and stuff. And you and it's interest. You know, from a tactical view, it's interesting to know when to when to press and when to hold off and when to press and when to hold off. What I think Wilder said. You know that what Brighton do give you is chances and we could have been two and a lot before they scored. And I think that might be the best way to, to do it because then they can, we can sit back a little bit more. I think, I think we, we should try and start on the front four, try and get a go. But like Luton did, you know what I mean? Luton got two in, in three minutes, but I'm not relishing it. <laughs> I'll tell you that, the, yeah. right? the return the return match. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They are indeed very good. Um, Also kind of, uh, kind of annoying, like trying to get players sent off. I mean, I think mm. Van Heck was the worst offender of, like McBurney just did a pretty standard sort of block tackle, like didn't leave his feet or anything, and uh, Van Heck was acting like McBurney had two-footed him, trying to get him yeah. center off. It's like you're a center half man, like you know, on your feet, and obviously plays just going on around him, and he gets gets to his feet a few seconds later and sprints back. I think um, uh, Buonanotte, the guy who scored, was was similar. Est opinion, I think, like. Yeah, just like you don't need to do that, you know, acting like we're the thugs out here, if you like. And yeah, the referee yeah, yeah. did buy it quite a bit as well. Frustrating. Yeah. yeah,
1: I was shouting. You've been conned, ref. You've been.
0: Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I don't think we were particularly, you know, physical in this no. game at all. Despite conceding two penalties, um, but yeah, it was, I enjoyed it. You know, as a as a game of football, uh, it, it was fun. We were we were competitive. We it, it's a game that definitely could have gone. Uh, in a different direction, but obviously we take a five-two hammering. Uh, the prize would have been Wolves away in the next round, so I'm not totally yeah. upset about that because we probably would have lost that one anyway. So, you know,
1: yeah, yeah. I enjoyed it though. this this game. I did enjoy um, as daft as it sounds because we lost five-two. Yeah. I, I don't think it was a five-two game personally. I think I think they were better. I think on another day, like I said, it finishes seven-five, and I think that's the kind of game it was. And you know, it's we we can't defend, so we may as well try and attack and. If we'd have taken his chances, we'd probably get away
0: with a five five draw. But... <laughs> maybe, maybe. Right. Uh, just try and move things along a little bit more quickly because I don't want to I don't I, so I don't want to dwell on this palace game because it was it was more dispiriting than the Brighton one. Um we, we, The script was there for us to uh you know, finish off Roy here, your namesake, you know. Yeah,
1: yeah, and the view from everyone having a go up me, weren't like. Um... Yeah. You know, Palace. time for Roy to go. But all right, come on. Palace
0: team. There. When was the last time Palace played? can you remember? Because they they, uh, did, they lost five 0 to Arsenal. Yeah, that was like three weeks ago, right? So, yeah, that's right, you, yeah. you've got a rusty Palace team, um, which did admittedly have some players coming back. Uh, let me just check what what day that was. The five 0 against Arsenal. Yeah, it was the twentieth of January. So it was 11, 11 days, uh, ten days previous. It feels a lot longer ago, weirdly. But they didn't they didn't play in the FA Cup. Um, manager under pressure they'd won one in nine I think I think you said they scored two in five games or something like that yeah and yeah. we go ahead after 30 seconds <laughs> Right, that's the dream. I haven't even
1: got my stream on at this point. No, we need it. Kept, it kept like block. It kept going back to the beginning. Like we're kicking off. So I put uh, radio Sheffield on. I thought not, I'll just keep up with that. As soon as I put it on, it's there. I thought Palace are one up. Yeah, yeah. It's like no, it's, it's Sheffield United And I thought bloody hell, like unbelievable twenty
0: seconds. Yeah, great goal, lovely. It, this is
1: what we wanted. We wanted an early goal against Palace, a team who, you know, are in a really poor run. The fans are on the manager's back. That is a perfect start. That's like, what I'm you know, saying. That, that should have been sort of like the the catalyst for us to go on and and punish him even more. But yeah, we went and sat back, and I don't know if we. Well, I, I don't think that was Wilder's well plan. I think it's just us as a team who couldn't get anywhere near him. And yeah, they deservedly equalised.
0: Yeah, quick word on Diaz, who obviously scores this goal. Um, two in two, two in his first two Premier League starts. I think he's the first. I'm sure I saw United. Tweet. It's the first blade to do that since Brian Dean. Uh, in their first two Premier League appearances or Premier League starts. So, mm. um, <coughs> excuse me, another uh, just a really, really good finish at the end of a move. And he's, um, I don't know, he's, uh, he's <laughs> unfortunately, he's doing so well that he won't be with us next season. It's
1: really annoying this because I was a bit, I was dubious about the, the signing, but it looks the part, I have to mm. admit, it looks the part in the, in the Prem. <laughs> um, and him and McAtee have been our best two players, I think, in recent weeks. And,. The two players who almost certainly won't be with us next season. I think. I think this is what's so frustrating with the with the window is, yeah, you, you know, you either. Like I think you said you either go for it, you know, and 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 try and get as many players in as you can to to turn this situation around, or you just leave it. And we seem to have done the the, the nothing thing of yeah, it's brilliant that we've got Diaz in because he's been fantastic but it's all pointless and it's a waste of money really in the, yeah. in the grand scheme of things.
0: Yes. Uh, yeah, we can dig into that in a moment, I guess. Um, yeah, three really good appearance, like good starts from him, I think. And yeah, he's, he's, he's playing his way into a premier league move next season, you know, a newly promoted team or, you know, someone like Luton, as you say. And yeah, yeah I, I don't think we'll be, um, I'd be surprised if we're in, in the market for him based on what we've seen from these three games. Um, mm. But yeah, this is so frustrating. The script, this is like the perfect script to go and beat Palace and leave them, you know, not not in relegation trouble because the Palace are going to finish 15th or something, but, <laughs> you know, to just really leave them in the mud and give yourself yeah. that first away win. And instead we retreat to the edge of the box. It's corner after corner after corner. Elise and Eze are, you know, absolutely running the show. We can't get out. I don't believe that's tactical, as you said, but at the same time... It just doesn't happen to other teams, does it? Like you go no. one 0 up and you have a you at least have a period of like the other team being shell shocked and you sort of just controlling the game, you know, even if it's just taking your time with set pieces and stuff like this, but no, it's just a it was just an onslaught basically. No, I
1: said uh off. No, Redolf he said he was watching streaming uh in, in the States and they, they compared us to Maidstone. Um, in that they got, yeah, they got the goal. We got the goal um, in the same way Mason did, and then just defended. And it was quarter after quarter and shot after shot from Ipswich. And I did, I have to admit, and people have said we were all right in that first half. I found it a little bit embarrassing, I yeah, thought, same. just because I think people are massively overrating Palace. This is a Palace team with no confidence. I know they've got the two best players back. Eze's not been that good this season, by the way. There were a yes, lot of people. There's... Well, yeah, honestly, if you look, when I've got the view from, a lot of people in their chat were saying he shouldn't be playing because he's been that poor. This was a Palace team on the ropes. We went one 0 up, and then we defended like we were a League One team in an FA Cup game. It were, I just, I really thought, I really thought we had gone one 0 up. These are not at it, you know. These are not having a good time. The, the everyone wants to manager out. The fans are all restless. And then we just, we just, I just can't, I couldn't believe how easy it was for them to break through us.
0: Yeah, Jake Bonnet actually tweeted is um, saying, "Is Eze approaching Snodga- Snodgrass territory?" And I think the difference is he is actually extremely good. Eze, whereas he,
1: the- he is, and I think he'll probably bounce back from this season. But he has been poor this season. like I say, if you if you look at what the Palace fans are saying, and this is what I saw a lot of people saying, oh, you can't stop Eze," or you know, he's he's a top six player. As it stands you know, he's not necessarily guaranteed a place in the palace team because he's not been that good this season. And you know, then we, then we turn up <laughs>
0: Yeah, as it is. Turn up, uh, Eze has they played against us seven times, would you care to guess how many goals he has scored against us?
1: Six.
0: That's close. It's five. And mm. uh, he's got an assist as well. Um, he hasn't scored more than three goals against any other team. So he, he, he <laughs> definitely does love playing against them blades. Uh, and he was fantastic. And Elise was fantastic. SA equalizers with a like 20 yarder, like just, just one of those beautiful shots that starts wide of the far post and he just curls it round a defender and, and nothing that Gribbitch could do about that. We go straight down the other end and take the lead again. This is what I mean. This game was there for us. Mm, mm. You know, McAtee gets a bit lucky with his you know right foot shot that takes a deflection and loops over Henderson. 2-1 up. And, like, just thinking, this is such a great opportunity for us. But, no, yeah. pattern, pattern resume. You know, you think that might just take the wind out of Palace's sails. But, no, pattern resume. Excuse me, I've got my order of Eze's goals wrong. The uh, the first one was the, the cross from Elise that he just sort of uh, acrobatically flicks into the net. But yeah, seven minutes later, he does make it 2-0 with that, 2 um, all. sorry, with the curler from the edge of the area. And I don't know, I'm thinking at that point, like, this is going to be 5-2 again. Like, I don't know if I can sit here and watch my team concede 5 again. Yeah, I, we, we look I, like we're going to,
1: at that point, we, we did tighten up in the second half, but in that half, we looked like we could concede 4 or 5 easily in that game.
0: Yeah. And I, I appreciate having a goal threat. Like, you know how many we've we scored now? We're on nineteen, maybe.
1: Yeah, we're scoring two a game pretty much, and
0: yeah, yeah it should be enough. Yeah. We only um, we only scored twenty in the whole of last season, so I, I'm I'm enjoying us having a goal threat versus earlier in the season. But as you as you kind of touched on earlier, we we can't you can't need to score three goals to get something out of a game uh, no. in the Premier League. It's just it ain't happening, is it? Um, and yeah, no. I thought I thought Palace just continued to control the game basically, and. You know, uh, Gribich goes off with that concussion. Uh, so, Wes is back after all the, you know, social media uh, drama from earlier in the week. We had the temerity to tweet some, some. I don't know, I don't even know what it was. Was it something about
1: A song, wasn't it? I can't remember what it was. Uh, some of the hip-hop heads I'll have to let us know,
0: like uh, Hal. <laughs> <It, it>, Including <laughs> the word snake, though, which I thought was hilarious. Like, well done, Wes. Yeah, yeah. was always, always love a snack on here. Um, so, he's <laughs> back in the team. Uh, but there's not a lot you can do about Elise's uh, very nice volley from 25 yards to make it four extremely good goals we've conceded this season. Um, and then I know we had a little bit of a go back at them, but it weren't much, were it? You know, um, Armad Odzic hits the bar with a, uh, a header after a good play from Larouche, who, who comes on, you know, to try and give us a bit of a spark, I suppose, and he, he yeah. sort of did a little bit, but. I don't know. We had 11 minutes of injury time, and most of it was spent defending corners at the other end, or just watching Palace take throw-ins. It's so easy. I, I never, I never really felt like we were going to equalise, and yeah, a nice, a nice easy three points for them. Yeah, to... we
1: we had that five-minute spell. Uh, I jokingly said, I think on our chat, we've got the best minute of the season where we at the bar, and then uh, Brooks forced to save. Yeah, it were comfortable though, were not it for, for Palace? Yeah, and. Yeah, another like saying another another comfortable win for a for a, for a poor team. Yeah.
0: I was shocked when I saw the stats afterwards and saw so we had more shots on target mm. um, and the possession was pretty even as well. It didn't feel like that at all. No, I felt like no. it was yeah total just miles better than us basically. And I probably part of it was like the last twenty minutes when Palace set off, but is sorry sat off. It's frustrating mm-hmm. to see players like Will Hughes, who I don't know. I thought he retired like four years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely. Yeah. Um, just, you know, dominating our midfield, frankly. Um, you know, we know Eze and Elise are good, but you know, Mateta, who I don't know how good he is really, he's pushing our defenders around. Um, I wasn't enamoured to see uh, Au back either from uh, AFCON, and he, he, you know, just looks far better than any of our players. And, yeah, I don't know. It was, it was yeah. dispiriting. I enjoyed the Brighton game. I didn't enjoy this game, and it does it sort of underline... Just how miles off it we suppose, miles off it we are, I suppose, in terms of being a Premier League team.
1: Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. And a lot of people are saying, and I, I can't agree with this. I see how people say, you know, people, we've had it worse. We've been in League One. People have even seen us in the in the bottom division. I think this is what I, I've said before many times. And if we win in a weekend, I don't care if we're in the National League. I'm happy mm-hmm. that we've won for that weekend and this is just horrible at the moment it's a horrible horrible season it's really sucking the life out of the fans i think as a whole everyone's really apathetic about it all because mm. it's the same every week we might be having more entertaining games now but we know we're gonna lose we know we're down it's january and we're down
0: yeah <laughs> you know up.
1: whatever you thought about the atkins seasons and for instance it were awful i'm not going to rewrite history there was that hope that, tell you what, if we string three games together, we, we can still somehow get in the playoffs this season. There is no hope this season now. It's gone. It's completely gone. And we're essentially playing a season. Of, uh, playing the rest of the season now as a season of friendlies where we are going to get beaten. The majority of them, you know, playing friendlies against, it's almost like being on FIFA and playing against teams, you know, playing against players who are miles better than you, you know, you're going to lose every week, but, you know, I'll, I'll turn up, you know, for a laugh, why not, have a few drinks. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's really, really, really depressing.
0: It is indeed. Um, do you want to talk about this interview with Wilder afterwards?
1: I think it was one of the weirdest interviews I've ever seen, to be honest, from even by Wilder's standards, when he's on about, like, the, the guy eating a sandwich. Yeah,
0: he's moaning about the, of one of the... Uh, referee's assistants eating a sandwich when he went in to talk to him afterwards. Like, yeah. I don't know, I, I, what are you on about? And, and I mean, d- people say, you know, it, I think I don't know who that guy is
1: who keeps defending him um, on Twitter. Who uh, was saying like, oh yeah, it's it's all psychological mind games, you know, protecting his players and and basically saying to referees that um, you know don't mess with us because I'll I'll call you out. I don't know if that's true. I don't know if it's just the case of a manager who's got nowhere else to go because he knows he can't you know, do what he did last time and blame the the owner. He can't throw the players under the bus because they've got no confidence as it is and they're realistically not good enough, so there's no point. I don't know what Wilder's going to keep saying after games every time we get beat because he's not the sort of guy to just suck it up. Ekiemont the... he got loads of stick for just saying, you know, these things are going to happen. We knew this and blah, blah, blah. Wilder's not going to say that. So it's going to be interesting to see how he copes with... He can't blame the ref every week. I don't know
0: what he's going to do. Yeah. That, this this post by uh, Mike Holden on Twitter, who I follow and right. is, is a good follow, It's yeah. one of the most insane things I've ever read. Like, <laughs> what? It's such a bizarre analysis. You know, no excuses. Here he is taking the opportunity to put Premier League match officials on red alert. Disrespect me and I'm coming for you. The bit at the end about the sandwich. This is an actual sentence that somebody wrote. The bit at the end about the sandwich is telling. No. I I just, I don't know. I found this very, I I was, I was really amazed when I listened to this interview and, you know, Wilder's just laying into the referee saying, you know, it's, uh, what was the phrase? He's like, once again, you know. The, the ref, a, a poor performance by the referee or something, or I just thought, was it that bad? Like I, I there were one thing that it should have, huge should have been booked.
1: There might have been a few 50-50s that went they their way, but I don't think I didn't look come out of that game thinking if it wasn't for the ref, you know, we'd have we'd have been all right then. I, I just yeah, and like I say, I, I have sympathy for him because. I don't know what you keep saying when you're losing,
0: and you can't yeah, don't really blame you... the refs, though. Like, no, I know. You know it's I know. just talking about it's talking about fifty-fifties here. Like, I think that's an actual phrase he yeah. use. It's like 50-50s is isn't why we're losing every week. Like, no. you know, I, I, I get you probably don't want to say the players are rubbish. You know, what do you want me to do? But just like, talk about something else. I like, talk about the bright spots or the things you think we need to do better. or Somewhere, yeah. I don't know. I, I just found it really, really bizarre. Yeah, and,
1: you know, like I say, Eckenbottom got loads and loads of steak for seemingly, you know, just accepting it and taking it on the chin. That's just the kind of guy he was, by the sounds of it. Mm. Um, by the way, it's not him. He's obviously got his driving ban. It's funny that all these people were saying taxi for Eckenbottom were... I mean, I literally needed a taxi today. <laughs>
0: yeah, and he's he's got more points uh, on his driver's license than would Yeah, I'd have. Um, but you know, there were just different
1: ways of dealing with it. And Wilder's not going to accept that. And I, and I don't. I, I'm really intrigued in it in a, a quite perverse way <laughs> to see how he's going to keep at. You know what he's going to yeah. keep saying to all these defeats, defeat after defeat after defeat. So yeah, yeah, I, mean, but, I, yeah, I, mean, I, I didn't. I, I was listening to it thinking, oh, you know, for me, it sounds a bit like you know, clutching at straws and sour grapes, really. But you know, he, he maybe he has got a point and people will be able to bring out all the bad decisions this ref apparently did. Yeah.
0: Well, I didn't see him. I I, I, clicked, I watched that interview because uh, apparently was, you know, had a few words on uh, the the player we're supposed to be bringing in on deadline day. Um, and it was just bizarre to find him talking about a sandwich after about 20 seconds. <laughs> um, not even in a good way. Like, if you wanted to yeah. just... Not, like, you know, like in a Gordon Strachan talking about his, uh, his you know... <laughs> Past its sell-by date yogurt that he's got in his fridge at home or whatever. They were a bit warnocky, but without the humour, like so. Yeah. Worn-
1: it's, it's in there? We a sandwich? How dare he do that? Uh,
0: it was weird. Um, it just sorry, I'm aware, <laughs> that we, I'm aware that we've talked for quite a long time, but just just on this January window, um, which is now obviously coming to a close, I think mm. some good bits. Um, but we, we've, as you kind of touched on, we've we've not done one or the other really, strategy wise, have we? You know, I think there was like no. two. I feel like there was two options here. There was the, you know, accept you down, just plan plan for next season, don't spend much money essentially, or there was the try and save face, invest a bit in some short term low cost additions, and you know try and make more of a fist of it. And we've we've kind of done, we haven't committed to either. I mean, I look at the Bertrand Diaz signing as like a sore thumb at this point. It comes in right at the start of the window. When do we sign it? was like January fourth. Yeah, pretty much like. the second day because everyone like we're making moves fast. Was the uh, <laughs> yeah?
1: what people were saying we're on it. We're making moves fast this 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 January transfer window. And then obviously we bought uh, the goalkeeper last week um, and the the young kid from Ireland who is obviously not for this season. So he's not you know not really don't really matter. Um, and then nothing. And look, I, I know the trying. I know Wilder said you know he's trying so hard to get people in, but. It's difficult because it's oh, January transfer. It like well, come on. there's
0: a whole the Jan- month.
1: It's January transfer window. No one's buying anybody. I think there's been five permanent signings in the Premier League. <laughs> but no no one's willing to free up uh any uh, you know the, the players because they can't bring anyone in. But I uh, I don't know. I, I we would like to say we just seem to have gone about it again with sort of half, you know, not 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 half-hearted, just sort of
0: it's like week to week is the we,
1: yeah week to week are we going for it as uh, many people saying oh we're going to go for it then we lost to lot. I think Darren Smith said we're going to go for it then we lost to Luton and, and it's changed you can't, you can't do it like that you know what I mean you, can, you can't just say oh we've lost that game so we're going to have to you know we're, we're going to change direction now yeah we shouldn't have really in, in hindsight we probably shouldn't have signed Bereton Diaz which sound, sounds ridiculous because he's been our best player in the last three weeks but it's just money going to a player that we're not going to own at the end of the season um so and and then and we didn't follow up with that. We didn't follow up with that with, with anything quick enough again. Yeah. To it's make a, it
0: worthwhile. Yeah. It's exactly that. Broughton Diaz has so far been a really good signing. But it yeah. should it should and it's improved us in the short term and you know probably will improve us for the short term for the rest of the season. But it should have been like that should have been the start. Like if we're gonna do that, where where's your other three, you know, first team potential players to, mm. to come in? Like you know, we still got this massive allocation of overseas loans. We've still got a domestic loan which we haven't used. All right, we are going to use. I, I don't know. I don't know which random right centre back we're we're bringing in out of the ones mentioned, which it also baffles me, by the way. Like, isn't Anel the right centre back? Like, is that the most pressing position? I, I guess.
1: I think what he said is he wants a right foot. He says he's got. We've got too many left footed centre halves. Um, I think we've got two. <laughs> he's
0: sat most of them. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um so he wants an L and one other because obviously we're missing Egan and uh and Bash, which again you can change tactics, you can put an L in the centre maybe. Oh
0: it's not really that bothering. <laughs> no, that. no, you're right, but it just it just speaks to that sort of muddled thinking. Like yeah. you know, this and then there's things that are there's things that make sense for the long term. You know, Gribich, we talked about mm-hmm. Sam Curtis, you know, young l- young long term signing. But then why why haven't we just committed to that as the strategy? You know, yeah. just
1: Again, they, like keep hold, what...
0: hold your cash basically, or chuck a little bit of money to make us competitive. I, I don't know. I just
1: I'd have held the cash, uh, and not even an answer. I I, I want to bother going for and Diaz because I think he's not going to be here. I mean, if if there is something in place where you know it's just like un, under the radar, we don't know about where you know, we've got something lined up at the end of the season for him and we're going to buy him. Absolutely. You know, it'd be a brilliant signing, I think in the championship, but I, we may as well now just start, you know, blooded in sort of the plays that we think is going to be the starting lineup next season. And that may maybe our blaster, you know, when he comes back and Brooks and, and a and people like that, because mm-hmm. there's no point now. I, I mean, I understand we want to go down in a, in a fairly healthy fashion, but it's going to take something now to even get to 20 points. So I, I don't, Ah, uh, it's always depressing. <laughs> <laughs> it's really depressing.
0: Yeah, it's it's muddled, is what it is. You know, it's, it's a it's a club uh, as I, I wrote on the BBC website today, seemingly caught between knowing the prudence of preparing for next season, but also wanting to be competitive for the rest of this one. And I don't know. I think if we had uh, brains or a, a clear thought process, we would have committed to one or the other. Um, you know, we for example we wouldn't assign breton diaz because what's the point or we'd yeah. assign breton diaz and we'd assign three other players that we f- think can start for us as well who are you know that kind of level where it's it's like he's like a fringe premier league player but he's probably better than you know three players uh, you know the the new signings would be better than three players that are currently starting for us for example um, yeah. yeah and i think mess. well
1: you, you know it's a lot of it is like sort of trying to get stuff in for next season now as well so if we're going to buy a centre-half, I want it to be someone that we're going to... Even if it's someone I don't want, like Mason Olgate just for instance, um, I want it to be someone that we... Even if it's on loan next season, we've got something in place that we think he can... You know, I, he's going to be here next season because I don't see the point otherwise.
0: Yeah. Indeed. Well, there is someone else signing today, apparently, but only only one player. So there's no, uh, there's no magical, like... Oh, here's here's your clutch of short term, you know. Here's yeah, your yeah. overseas loans that we were yeah. we we just had to wait till the end of the window for it. Meanwhile, another two winnable league games have gone by in um, <laughs> in, in you know very injured West Ham and then uh, on their knees Palace, you know. Yeah. So now our only our only improvements, if you want to call it that, that we made to for those two games was Brereton Diaz and and Gribbitu, we don't know. he might just be basically as good as Wes, but uh, on a longer term contract. So. That isn't going to... It didn't boost our chances of winning either of those games at all. Um, yeah. And that's very frustrating. Uh, and wait, it's only Villa next, mate, who are a top six side by any measure. Um, and they've
1: lost, so they're going to be looking at us and thinking, you know, that's the... What a game to bounce back in. And th- they'll probably think they always won because we obviously got a point against them at their ground to true. stop them going top, so...
0: Yep, they are pretty healthy as well. You know, they're still missing Mings and Buendia. Um... It might be without uh, Pau Torres, the centre back who got injured just before they played us, but otherwise it's basically the strongest team, and uh, yeah, it's you know it's, it's very very difficult to envisage us getting anything out of that one. Um, you know, I enjoy. Like I said, I enjoy the fact we look like we can score now, even against good teams. Yeah, football, the even good games. They're,
1: they're exciting games. We're not. Uh, I used to like think when if we were on TV, I used to think, "Oh God, who's watching this?" Like mm. boring high like, performance <laughs> from us. I'm not like sort of concerned about that. And I do think there is, although we are bottom of the form table since so Wilder come in, I do think there's merit in the argument that we have improved. Um, we're just miles off it as we thought we would be, um, and it's. And I think now. I don't know. I, I don't know what I'm looking for anymore because you want hope for next season and things, but I don't know. The, the games have been good and it's still depressing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, I... yeah. Um, I don't know what I'm after. Give me a give, give me to twelve points
0: first, and then we'll see. Yeah, that's that's all we need, isn't it? Um, <clears throat> I assume we'll see a similar game plan to the away game, which is very yeah. Defensive, stay in the game, <clears throat> and then maybe you know take take the handbrake off a little bit in the second half, which I, I don't hate. Like I, no. I think you know, I think if we go at them, uh, we'd probably just end up with a scoreline like we got against Brighton, and we have to we have to tighten up. Like I said, I, I'm enjoying seeing his scoring goals, but. We can't concede three goals every game. Like, oh, well, we can. Well, no, we, <laughs> we can. are. We are. Uh, but I mean, it's a strategy. We've you know. eight
1: against Newcastle, five against Arsenal, <laughs> and five against Burnley. It's almost as if we're just rubbish in defence. <laughs> it? It's almost like there's a, there's a pattern there. Um Yeah. yeah. Is. I mean, I don't know as as a as a squad, how do you? I don't know. I don't want to get like too deep and start throwing people under the bus and stuff like that. But is it not embarrassing for them? You know, conceding this amount of goals in the top flight in front of the watching world. Probably. You're gonna break. Uh, you're breaking records left, right, and centre. You know.
0: We surely, surely go back to a back three here.
1: Yeah, like, I would have thought
0: so. I imagine Armadillosch in the middle. Uh, whoever we sign, yeah, all right. Jarubis yeah. on the left. Yeah, Norman Davis Bogle. Yeah, take it from that's
1: there. That's it. That's 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 what'll happen. And you, you'd have thought it brought Brooks back as well. Brooks Sousa and uh, a- Hamer I mean, in the so, middle, yeah. and then up from probably Oli Mac and Masula or Archer. Maybe Archer against his, his old. To be, seem <laughs> to be a uh, new club. <laughs>
0: yeah, but I, I'd, I'd be really surprised if we don't go back to a back three. in, in view of like just trying to tighten up a bit um, against a really good attack. But uh, yeah, it's it's probably the old shuffling deck chairs on the Titanic, isn't it? Um, it really in terms, hurts, of, in yeah. terms of that game yeah. as well as the season, obviously. Um, I haven't even looked at who we play after Villa. Lewin. Oh, great. <laughs> it's just, it's a, well, it's the trouble with Lewin. It's it's like the you know, look how much. Look how much better they are than us. I saw
1: that Traitor Jay yesterday, who used to be on this podcast, mm. uh, say, Genius. you know, what a, what a club uh, about looter. And it's like, how dare you do that as
0: I'm mourning for my club? Get him back. God, that's, that what it should be, like... that's what we
1: should be doing in transfer window. He's dead. He's dead
0: to us now, mate. <laughs> Don't want him back. Not a minute. Um, well, I think that's everything. We, we obviously talked for a, a fair bit there. Um, yeah, so Villa... Saturday evening, so you know, get a bit more, bit more pub time, I suppose, at least, you know, some mm. some silver linings. Um, anything to plug mate? The view from view, pretty much view from Palace is well worth a read, even now, I'd say.
1: Yeah, yeah, excellent. I mean, God knows who these players are that they, were, they were, Yeah, they think we've signed uh, Johnson and McAfee, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Diaz another one, yeah. Some fantastic yeah. players there that unfortunately couldn't make it for the um for the Palace game. Yeah, so that check that out. And the post match view is pretty much them saying, "Bloody hell, we only just scraped it against a team like that. They were rubbish." It should not feel like <laughs> that to me oh, at yeah. all.
0: Right? Am uh, I? No, it, it no. Might just be too I suppose negative.
1: if you're I think a lot of them were sort of gearing up for the for a loss. I think mm. a lot of their fans were like, ready at the typewriters, typewriters, Sharp,
0: Sharpening the knives. Sharpening, for, the, kni- sharpening the
1: pencils for him, um, yeah, to write about uh, how much they, they absolutely deserve, uh, they need Hodgson out and that is mm. the, the final straw and stuff. And obviously they won, so I think a lot of them are trying to say, yeah, but he still needs to go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We only beat them, they're rubbish. Uh, so you can check, check that out at roysviewfrom.com.
0: Very nice. Uh, yeah, my BBC Sport thing's out now if you want to hear. Anything. Oh, yeah, I'm going to
1: read that. I still haven't read your calendar thing. I, keep,
0: I, I just keep so forgetting. You're not obliged to read it, don't worry. You, I, you, I need to read it. I need to, way you don't have to keep bringing stuff. it up. I won't think less
1: I think I'll read that today and then I forget. I'm way behind on the pinch stuff. I don't think I've read a Dead Bats on Goals thing yet. So
0: Shocking. Um, yeah,
1: I I'd read it, I'd normally read it all in one go. So.
0: Fair enough. Uh, in one mammoth toilet trip. One, yeah, one big toilet <laughs> trip. Yeah. Um, uh, new Women of Steel is out, womenofsteel.substack.com. I have seen Sheffield United Football Club lose an awful lot of games this season, mate. Um, I'm still yet to actually see the women win a game in person. Um nice. Admittedly, their last three games have been against the top three in the championship. And, but they did alright uh, in
1: the last one. To be fair, yeah, they
0: did really well. It was against Southampton. After about twenty minutes, of one nil down, and um, they got battered the week before at Sunderland. <laughs> and I thought this is going to be that game again. This is just an absolute nightmare. It was, it's such a young team. They put out. They had to make a lot of changes. I think they had seven players under twenty one in the starting lineup. Um, <clears throat> but they they got back into it. Just couldn't find a goal. So um, yeah, I enjoy this. Is um, this is one of my Favorite bits that I've written for uh, women are still so far at because I, I talked a bit about um, just where this where this season, the rest of the season might go for United because they're miles off top and they're comfortably off, well, fairly comfortably off relegation. Or are not? They for um, go on. Durham's in for Bex Rayner and Durham. That's it. Bex Durham Rayner. Yeah. Can do one, mate. She, she's going nowhere. <laughs> United have rejected that apparently, um, which is good. Yeah. Keep it rejected, please. Who, do, um, who deals
1: with that? Is it the Prince? Because, you know, could be a signing video like lined up. Like, like <laughs> the next
0: minute she's off holding yeah. up a like, flag like at Durham. So. Hopefully not. Um, yeah, so I enjoyed writing this one. It's kind of, you know, just sort of appraising where this season is, where they are like a step down from probably the four or five teams at the top of the league who were, you know, probably just a bit better, just a bit further ahead of them, really, in terms of resource and um, playing stuff. And, just thinking, you know, with this young team and what it could look like in a couple of years because I, I do think there are some, like, pieces here of a really good team and there's a lot of plays I enjoy watching. And, um, yeah, just, I don't know. I, I I enjoyed writing it, so hopefully people enjoy reading it as well. So well, I've been a bit, um,
1: a bit um, I don't know if, if loose with the truth the right, uh, yeah, uh, is the right. But, yeah, I, I'm uh, playing with it, shall we say. But we've not, we've only won three games in eight months, Sheffield United men's team. Yeah. Um, Obviously, three months of those we didn't play, so that's a bit harsh. But <laughs> and one of, but one of them is against Gillingham in the FA oh, Cup. God, that's outrageous! That is absolutely outrageous.
0: Yeah. I think How many we're... games
1: are we going to win within this twelve-month period? It's going to be it's exciting times, isn't it? Will we get five? Maybe certainly I don't mean. think we're going to get
0: double figures. Yeah, the women have only won four games as well. Yeah, so... I, wouldn't,
1: I wouldn't ask you actually. Yeah, what, what's the...
0: so we, we could get ten between us, maybe? Yeah, so it's so a lot of L's. <laughs> um, which which I don't enjoy. I'm, I'm really I'm really excited for my daughter to see a win. You know, she she's had goals, she's had a draw, uh, she's had some red cards, which she always enjoys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah she she was briefly babysat by travelling blade on Sunday as well, which she was she was quite fascinated by. She didn't run on the pitch under his under his stewardship, <laughs> under, <so. laughs> under
1: his guidance. Yeah, yeah
0: so well, but I got back from the bathroom and she was like, um, he wasn't watching me. I was like, I'm pretty sure he was. I was like, no, he was, was making, he was watching uh, the football. Too busy making controversial tweets and tough um, <laughs> uh, the club under the
1: bus about Arnold Dolphins.
0: So. Oh dear, I felt I felt like I should probably give him a hug on Sunday. Actually, after uh, <laughs> he
1: got hammered, didn't I?
0: He, he, brought, it he, he brought it on himself, but uh, yeah, I, I hope he knows. It's um, I don't know. We still love him anyway. He deserves <laughs> being a Pink Floyd fan. He we
1: ruined one of my gigs once. We went to see Beatles Project. Uh, What's Adam, oh, yeah, well, no, no. He was saying that time. I think he said Pink Floyd and time is one of the top ten songs of all time, and I said, nah, it's not." And we had a big row throughout the entire gig about it. So, yeah, so payback for
0: whoever was stood next to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's such a hit, like cliched hipster argument. That's fantastic. Yeah. Love it. Um, right, mate, Let's finish up because it's it's lunchtime. I'm getting hungry. Yeah. Um, appreciate your time, man. And uh, yeah, I'll see you see you Saturday. We'll. You know, you gotta you gotta enjoy the occasion, have not we? So that's uh, that's very much what I intend to do. So um, yeah, thanks again to everyone for listening, and uh, thanks to you for your time, mate. I'll see you Saturday.
1: Yeah, see you later, mate. Cheers.